This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is our very first Sunday Morning Extra, a podcast featuring a memorable story from our latest show. For our inaugural outing, Three cinematic superstars team up for the first time. Nowadays, young people, they don't know who Jimmy Hoffa was. They don't have a clue. I mean, maybe they, they know that he disappeared or something, but that's about it. That's The Irishman, the big name, big budget Netflix movie coming out next month. The film centers around the life and sins of Frank Sheeran, a mobster who claims to have killed a number of people, including... Jimmy Hoffa, the Teamsters leader who famously disappeared in 1975. It's an epic story in every way, including its cast and director. Robert De Niro plays Sheeran, Al Pacino is Jimmy Hoffa, and Martin Scorsese is the director. The three have never worked together until now. There's going to be some interview. We're all out of our heads. Our Lee Cowan sat down with De Niro, Pacino, and Scorsese to talk movies, friendships, and more. Well, congratulations, you guys, on the movie. It's, uh, it's amazing, especially after 12 years of trying to get it made, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it took a while. We, it was very hard to, to uh, um, for different reasons, to people's schedules, my schedule, you know, all, all this sort of thing. It became a problem with, in terms of, uh, uh, on the one hand, uh, a problem with playing younger, because the film intercuts over 50 years. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, I, I must say, not much interest in us making this movie in the Hollywood of that time. Now, 
there would be no interest at all. <laughs> Why? Because it was too expensive? Because of the they don't scale? Make like that anymore. At the end of the day, do you, do you believe him? Frank Sheeran? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah? You think he did it? I, I do. That's, that's me, I do. Do you ever wonder what he would think of the film? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't... Whatever he would think, it's, it would be understandable. Like, it's not like with, with Jake. We, we did yeah. Raging Bull. We spun it through the way we feel about things, how we interpreted it. And Jake was great about everything, you know, yeah. the script. Well, well, you, you take it. an actual person, but you can't make a film about an actual person. We take from that person in his, in his or her milieu and in their lives and things they've experienced, and we create something from that. I mean, as a character, you know, the actors, and you know, they, they create something from that, inspired therefrom. So it's, you've yeah. said that it's a, it's, a, it's a movie about organized crime, and yet... That's not really what it's about. It's really just the, yeah. the context for yeah. it. The organized right? crime is the milieu. It's the board in which everything is played out as a game, in a sense. Not only mean game in a light sense, but the nature of what, who they are and what the world they're in. It's about love. It's about betrayal, ultimately. Uh, and it's about um, forgiveness or the lack thereof. And it's about, you know, what a human being is, what, what is that part of our, our uh, soul, so to speak, that is evil and that is good. Do you think the three of you could have made this same movie 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Or does this sort of life experience that you all have really contribute to how, because it's a very reflective film, right? It's looking mm -hmm. back over a long life and looking through that lens. Well, I, I wouldn't think so. I don't know, just off the top of my head. I, I think that part of the, well, my reaction when I saw it is that I thought uh, this was made, there's, the, running throughout it is this kind of river of wisdom that somehow escapes the film and reaches you. I think 30 or 40 years ago, I, I don't think that insight would, uh, would be ready, you know. What was it like, you know, everyone's made such a, I mean, I think, Fans have been waiting for the three of you to do something forever. <laughs> Why did it take so long? I don't know. Well, yeah, you, you didn't want to work with me, right? I didn't want to work. With <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Who would? <laughs> yeah, it just came to me one day. I don't think I'm going to work with that guy. <laughs> well, it's. But what has that, that experience of, been like that you're now finally sort of the three? I think of you it's together? the nature of what we do. Yeah. Because you know we start things sometimes and they go off in different. Marty and I had started a few things in the past that almost got there and then things happened. Same thing with Bob and I. I mean, yeah. we've missed a few of them, you know. We did Heat. We did Heat. Oh, oh, that's true. I never even worked with you. That's right. Oh, gee. But Heat was There's something killer. there. Yeah. Oh, Heat. Yeah, we did Heat together. We did another movie, Righteous Kill, together. Mm -hmm. and, and we were in The Godfather 2. Yeah, that's right. Which, which yeah. Bob got an Oscar for. So, I mean, it's, uh, oh, we weren't on screen together. He no, played, we never he, were together. He's your younger father. Yeah, he's my younger <laughs> father, that's true. He plays my father. He plays your father. It's <laughs> wonderful, right? That's all I can say, it's oh. about time. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like working with 
with him. Did you know well, what to expect? I, I, I came up with something earlier. I thought, you know, how can you say you work with someone like Marty? I mean, it's another thing. And I thought, you know what it is? It's, it's tantamount of being, uh, um, you, 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 you're without a net and you don't care. <laughs> it's like going on a wire without a net. I think that would say it because you can do anything because you know somehow he's the net. He will take care of it, whatever you do. Go in this direction, that direction. You're safe. And that's, a, that's I, I, can't, I couldn't say it consciously at the time. I would embarrass myself and him too, but I didn't know it. And I thought that uh, if, if I did um, just do that, I, I could do anything. Did you improvise a lot? Yeah, sometimes I did, right? I drove him nuts. But at the same time, but a, a little. No, only, it was only one time where we, where we, you were doing the speech, uh, in, in front of the. Uh, it was so funny because I had, had a touch of asthma that day, and we were in the oh, back. Geez. But there were like a couple of hundred extras, right? And they're all yelling "hafa hafa," and it was you making the speech about if you have pencils, if you have, uh, you know. Uh, chairs, you have anything, your oil for your industries and everything, a truck brought it to you, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the minute our truck stop, America stops, and big business and government was trying to tear the union apart, and interesting, uh, uh, that alone. Beautiful uh, reading. Thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, um, but in any event, I was way in the back, and I just said, just, you know, do a few takes in one, and the audit, by that point, the, extras are really revved up and everything did a second time they were even louder and everything but then I wanted him to stop and I kept yelling cut 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 I couldn't breathe I said finally people ran down there to stop because he was going <laughs> was it hard though because you you the two of you sort of almost have this unspoken language you work together so much uh -huh. did you feel that at all like I think I'm getting between them it's great to work with I mean it's such a good such an ease and such a, as I said, it's, you, they're, they're the net. I mean, they yeah. make it, uh, and you tell this guy something, anything. Yeah. He just goes with anything. <laughs> you just say anything, he's there. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, I try to because if, if you work with somebody, you don't want to get in the way and, and, and edit or yeah. Stop their creative thing, whatever it is. Yeah. So you got, and like in life, you got to go and what's, what's, uh, with you. I remember once I was doing a movie with, um, with Brando. The one movie I did is uh, called so The Score, yeah. and the director asked me, Frank Oz, do you, I'm thinking of Marlon for that. And I said, I said, yeah. I mean, you know what it'll be, but you know, it's okay. And he came in, and Marlon. I don't even know if he read the script. He just went where he wanted to go, and everybody, you know, you just go with him. What else are you going to do? That, and you just had to keep up with it? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. You make sense of it. They'll make sense of it. It'll all come together. It's, it's okay. I mean, he, he wasn't doing that. I'm just saying. No, no. <laughs> it's all right. But, but no, but you just don't. You try. You, you just got to accept whoever's there, whatever's there, the situation, unless it's just totally. And then Marty would say, well, we got to make these yeah. adjustments. That's what he did. Well, I told Marty, and, and he understood it, too, because I, I did come in on a, remember I said, a moving train. Oh, right. they, they had right. started already. You guys have been yes. shooting for a while. Yes. Yes. And I said, yes. Yeah. I said, excuse me, Marty, I'm just, you know, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm always used to rehearsing. 
And and because uh, oh, again in the in, in early City Limit films, I mean, oh, well, that was I, it. I, I he rehearsed. It's <laughs> one three take. weeks. There you go. That's it. And you go in and you do one take. That's it. Can't. Yeah. As a director, how are they different as actors? It, it, it it's um you know I'm not a, a, a trained like director. I haven't uh, taken. Uh, uh, acting courses or, or you know, yeah. uh, I don't know about technique, uh, it, you know, but it's, it's, it's really the school of Kazan and Cassavetes, it's what I experienced from that. So, so in a way, um, I feel that uh, I don't want to limit the, your accomplishments here, the, who you are, but they also are part of that time, 1950 on, right. with the big change from uh, and Lee J. Cobb and Death of a Salesman and Brando and, and uh, um, uh, Streetcar. So that was speaking to a post-war new generation and that changed acting in a way. And we come from that. From, uh, Bob and I, we know each other actually for many, many years. And uh, he knows how I grew up. He knows where I grew up and what it was like. He was part of it to a certain extent. And um, I just always found him when I first worked with him that if he said he wanted to try something, and I, I said, oh, all right, go ahead, and I liked it. So next time he said he wanted to try something, I, I said, huh? And he goes, I'll show you. I said, no, no, don't show me. I mean, don't tell me, show me. And I shot it. And we were talking then about really fast schedules. Uh, and there was that energy, you know? And invariably, we kind of thought the same way. So. Al, stepping into that, and I forgot it was like halfway, a third of the way through. And when I say don't re we didn't rehearse, it, 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 I don't mean to denigrate rehearsal in a way. Uh, rehearsal is very, very important. But we didn't need, it didn't, didn't have to. What's it like for you two with the de-aging thing, and I don't want to go into all the, oh. all, the, all the aspects of it, but what's it like to look at yourselves on screen and see yourselves 20 or 30 years younger? Well, I used to joke, I, you know, it led 30 years to my career. I had no complaints. <laughs> but is it, is it sort of unsettling a bit, or is it? No, I'm happy, happy we can do it. Do you feel like, collectively, that this is one of the best things you guys have ever done? I feel okay with it. Just Meaning, okay? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel it isn't over. It's still with me, and it'll always be with I mean, a lot of the work I've done over the years... Uh, it's part of who you are, and it's it's life. It's not just it's not work. It goes beyond being a movie, you know. So in what way? It it is definitely uh, uh, something that is helping. I think me personally at this stage of my life. How about you, you know? guys? Yeah, I mean, I feel I. It took I, so long for you to bring this. Yeah, we, I mean, I always knew that it would be a special thing, no matter what happened, yeah. as far as the re reaction to it, that we would be, create something, do something together, all of us, that would be special. Mm -hmm. And it, the, the experience was worth it, the endeavor, the time, the sacrifice, or whatever you, whatever it took, it was gonna be special, no matter what, you can't take that away from us. I would like to see it, um I know I said this, and I don't know if I should say it, but I, uh, I, I, I know this is going to be on Netflix, and I'm very happy with Netflix yes, and happy too. that they've yeah. done it. It'd be great on the <clears> screen, <throat> though. Yeah. But I would hope. Yeah, yeah people would see it in yeah. the theater. Yeah. Well, even if when they, it's on Netflix, I mean, everybody doesn't have Netflix, do they? Or? No. But I was thinking, we were talking about it the other day, 
if it, it would be an interesting thing in some of the cities that they had a movie, a movie, uh, a film house well, I playing. Think they, I think they will be doing that. I think that's it's a they whole They do it for world. three I, weeks. But well, no, they, they, no, they, no even after it's it going to continue on. while it's on Netflix. It's going to oh, continue in theaters. Roma's still playing around the world. Wow. I mean, yeah, no, they, they, it's, oh, a whole new, it's a whole new game out there. Yeah. We don't know where this is going to go. Um, the fact is that this film is made by Netflix. They stepped up. No interference. Mm -hmm. None. Allowed us to experiment with the CGI, all of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if they hadn't, it never would have gotten made. No, it never would have gotten made because they're not making, they don't want to make the pictures they want to make out there. It's over. It's finished. It would be wonderful to experience it on a big, on a big screen. Uh, and to experience, I tried to shoot it for both, actually. I was going to say, they did yeah, change yeah, the way yeah. you... Yeah, the thing about it is at home, you know, it's two things. One is to, it, on, a, on a big screen at home, it, it's great to concentrate on it. Uh, not to take calls, not to get up, whatever, if you can. Yeah. Um, some people who can afford to uh, have a little private screening room at home, better yet, they're going to look at a movie, okay? Um, and to steal yourself and understand that the picture has a pace and a time that you have to invest in. The picture is about an accumulation of detail, an accumulation of feelings. And it needs that pace. It needs that investment of time, which is highly irregular in our society today. Nobody wants to put time into anything. We've got to talk real fast, even faster than me. You know what I'm saying? So we don't, can't, can't think. Uh, soundbite, soundbite, soundbite. Take your time and think about who we are as human beings, think about our lives, our friends, our loves, and our immortality also. Was you know? this one of the it, longest shoots? It just shoot? makes it a little easier uh, for that to happen when in you're a in, a, in, a, yeah. in a theater because it's, it's putting a little, and I think it's, that's a conversation to have one day about that very thing yeah. and it's a fact because the mere fact that somewhere within you, you know that you're going to, you can stop it at any time you, you wish to. Or if the phone rings, yeah, if you haven't you turned can get it up off. And, uh, it's a different thing. I have a little, Ford have a little screening room in my house, and I, I get that. You know, look, there's, uh, where are the theaters going? The theaters are going now for the, the big, um, what are they called, tentpole films? Mm -hmm. whatever. But it's a, it, it really is, a, yeah, the superhero, it's mm -hmm. a different, uh, not only a different Hollywood, it's a different almost art form industry. Mm -hmm. They're no longer making the films that we came out of. They just aren't. Now, look at when that, the Avengers open, which is, uh, you know, a lot of, by the, by the way, some of those people making those pictures, great work, beautiful yeah. work. But the movies have become, um, when you go to a theater to see them, you're going to an amusement park. Hmm. And it's really a, a, th a theme park ride movie. That's what you got. And um, uh, when I saw that the Avengers, uh, a photo in the Times, I think, it showed a theater, a, a, a multiplex, showing 12 screens. And every one of them was showing, I think, for one screen. 11 screens are the Avengers. That's not fair. <laughs> so what you're doing is basically cutting off cinema. You're stopping it from being made. Well, there's independent cinema. Yeah, they'll give you that. It's almost like a bone they throw you. Hmm. Uh, it has to be shown in a theater. It doesn't mean you can't see it at home, you know. But um, you're going to see it more and more at home if you can't get to a theater that's not showing it. Or if you go to a yeah. theater that's showing it, that's like a little box and the, stair, the chairs are broken and it's dirty and people are yelling. Who's going to go? You go to next door to see the Avengers. Is there anything about this film that, that says something about our current times, you think? <laughs> you know, no one is above the law. 
no one is above the law. And I'm not talking about the law of the land. I'm talking about law. Now, it doesn't mean all these, you know, the Illuminati nonsense and the conspiracy <laughs> theories. I'm talking about basic things the way they work. Yeah. They were getting a lot of money. Uh, the uh, darker forces of our culture and society were, were doing very well. And he comes back, uh, rightly so, and wants his union. Uh, and so, in a way, uh, he oversteps his line because he got involved with the wrong people. And he had to because the nature of, of um, labor at the time and the nature of government and, and uh, big business coming in and destroying it. And it made him behave, understandably, almost like they do. So you got involved with them. It's all about power. You don't need the, it's not about money, it's not about sex, it's about power. And uh, they were not, somebody is not going to relinquish that power if other people are going to go, um, uh, how should I put it, uh, above the law in a sense. Uh, yet there is a ceiling there, isn't there? Yeah. There is a ceiling. It's about getting older and what, what's happening with us. And, mm -hmm. we, and, and even the thing you don't know about getting older until you get until there. Until you get there is a line, remember? You yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. Do you think we'll, uh, we'll ever see the three of you together again? It'd be great, but who knows? Yeah. I'm just happy we got this. If you like CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.